At what point for you in your business did you you start doing that and, and, and scaling that? Like, hey, I spent a thousand dollars in ads, ten thousand ads, quarter million in ads. I love how mellow David is. I wasn't allowed to play sports when I was. You weren't allowed to play sports. No. Why? Were you, my parents' religion, so you couldn't play sports. No, I wasn't allowed to. Were they Mormon or no? They're Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, okay, so they're like um, those people are worldly. Yeah, and if you go play sports with them, you're gonna be. You, know. you can't play sports, huh? Mm, Did no. you like if you could play a sport? What would it be? Mm, you're sporty it, now, though. It, yeah, it definitely would have been. I definitely would have played football and uh, probably wrestling. Huh. Yeah. You play any golf? Uh, I did when I was younger. I haven't played in any quite good a while. at golf. Um, I was like mid forties. David plays golf. <laughs> mid forties. I, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I started playing golf in my for nine. So like, Uh-oh. you know, just under nine. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I was like, when I was is, that, is that your handicap? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Because that's about what mine is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, yeah, like I'd be in the mid forties for nine. For nine. Okay. Just uh, under nine. Okay. I thought he started playing golf in the mid forties. That's not bad because that's that's, that's under. I mean, that'd be eighties ever. And yeah, yeah. That was I, I played yeah. golf in high school for one reason, so I could get yeah. out of school super early. Yeah. But I got. I, I was not a good driver, but I was a really good chipper. Really? So for some reason, I'm a really, I'm really good really driver, good with, not a good chipper. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good with my irons and terrible with my drivers really? and woods. That's, yeah. My driver's my, my strong club. Yeah, what are you wearing today, dude? So this is uh, this is my Mason Garcia jersey. Shout out Mason Garcia, our uh, East Carolina's uh, quarterback and uh, a partner of us, uh, of ours, uh, for NIL opportunities. Uh, and it Anybody that's not familiar with that name, image, and, and likeness is something that uh, has taken the NCAA by by storm in, in all college sports. But now, athletes are you know able to get paid you know for their name, image, and likeness. Whereas before, they could. I mean, they couldn't. They couldn't accept a, a dinner from you know from a, a donor or a booster yeah. you know on the house. You that was that was even off limits. So. Now they're able to, uh, you know, to use. They can their, market themselves. They can market themselves. They can use. Uh, they can have their, you know, have shirts printed with their names on the back and, and sell those and, and you know actually make something off of their name, image, and likeness that, you know, the NCAA has been making money for for it's years. It's kind of but. important, actually, even thinking about that. Like even thinking about new brands or brands now, they have just so they know they have the ability in some cases, right, to reach out to athletes in different college towns and stuff. And yeah, to so the brand. you know, East Carolina is a you know university that's really near and dear to you know my father and I's heart, and so we reached out uh, to last year to um, you know an athlete, Miles Berry, uh, yeah. and, and, and Mason Garcia, who was uh, you know behind Holt Nailers, who just had an incredible night last night for the Seahawks. Was it four also? for four, 43 yards, yeah. a touchdown, oh, 20 something yards on the ground. I mean, him, yeah, man. so happy for him. So shout out Holton, I don't, you'll never hear this, but if you do, but that's, right. that's my buddy. But um, yeah, good guy. But so we, we partnered uh, with Miles Berry last year and, and it was kind of, you know, interesting, I, I really, you know, was doing it more to, to help the players and, and that kind of thing and really didn't know what we were going to get out of it. Really didn't expect a, a whole lot out of it. Um, but he is just an exceptional young man and, and really, you know, gave us, um, you know, content and, and basically kind of the deal was, you know, we, we you know, gave him, uh, you know, a check for content that he produced yep. with him in our belt. And it was amazing. And, and he really, it was better. He essentially than, became an influencer for exactly. you. Exactly. He, you know, became an influencer without even really knowing that, it, that he was one, but he, he took some incredible photography and those ad sets actually, I mean, they blew it out of the water and it was wild. He looks you know, so good I mean, by we, the way. He, we have like influencers he, do stuff all the time and, and his, yeah. his work was, was, you know, beat out everything. So 
that was a great partnership and, and something that I didn't really expect, but was a really nice, uh, you know, surprise. And so, um, again, we're working with Mason this year. We just finished up an incredible commercial with uh, Triworks. Shout out Triworks and, uh, and 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 Josh and his team did an incredible commercial that I can't wait to debut. Um, but that's you know a partnership with uh, ECU Athletics as the yep. official belt of uh, East Carolina Athletics, and so we'll have that uh, kind of commercial going in uh, to the suites, filming you know during yeah, game David, day. David, and then David uh, sent out media. the messages and got us like full access to everything from like locker it was rooms great. to football we, we stadium. Definitely, and- yeah, they were very accommodating, and, and we were able to get some great shots, uh, you know, in lots of different places. So it was can't wait for that to debut. But yeah, um, yeah well, that's a, I mean, that all works together, and kind of like today's topic about marketing and so forth, yeah. and uh, specifically uh, social media marketing for e-commerce businesses. Uh, we've talked a lot to you about your brand and where you've come from, and all this good stuff. I know you guys work together on a lot of this strategy and things, but uh, how important is that? For a, for a business when they're structuring their business and they're structuring their budgets and they're looking at growing and all this stuff, like how important is social media marketing for an e-commerce business? No, oh, it's it's essential and and it's really where where you start. You know, when you have nothing and you don't have a budget, so you know it's it's free to start a Facebook page and it's free to start an Instagram or a TikTok account. And so you know, as a business, you you need to start there. You need to start building that content. You need to start, you know, pumping out that that content. Um, and you know, like these days, I mean, you know, it's it's not easy, but you can def- definitely catch some traction and, and sure. you know, get some, uh, you know, some eyeballs on your product that you that you couldn't do five years ago, ten years ago. Um, you know, it just wasn't possible for that reach to the algorithms Change to pick it up and, yeah. and put it in front of people that normally wouldn't see your stuff. So, you know, I, I recommend putting out as much as you can in the hopes that you can catch some traction. Um, and then at what point, uh, you know, obviously algorithms continue to change. Uh, general news feeds, you know, I say news feeds have, have died in a way compared to what they used to, right? Uh, and it's really become platforms of advertising, like uh, Facebook, Meta. It's where you spend money. Meta has everybody's information. You know what I mean? Like we can all talk about privacy and all that good stuff, yeah. but they know what you're into they know what matt's into we know matt likes certain weird things and all that good stuff (laughs) just joking but uh i mean uh, it's really good at finding what you like product wise and and delivering it in front of you uh at what point for you in your business did you you start doing that and and scaling that like hey i spent a thousand dollars in ads ten thousand ads quarter million in ads like you know what is what is that progression for someone what should someone expect and what should they do Go ahead. You know, it's <laughs> just going. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, my opinion is you shouldn't have a budget. Like, if it's profitable. Yeah. So, <clears throat> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, well, so, what <clears throat> I like about this is, the, so I think this is very important where he's going. You shouldn't have a budget and yeah. explain why. Well, it, it seems silly to me if you go, okay, we have a $10,000 budget and we're expecting a 2X ROAS. Okay. Well, if you're getting a 2X ROAS, why wouldn't you spend 20 grand? <laughs> And I think it comes down to do you have the inventory right, to, right. to spend twenty Correct. in and did to, you have the buckles you know, to get <laughs> yeah, that? So, yeah. Yeah, too no. soon. But the truth <laughs> too soon. <laughs> the truth of the matter is though, that's the beauty of yeah. ads is you can turn them up and turn them down like a faucet. So when you have the inventory, you turn them up and when you don't or you need a little extra time before the inventory comes in, you can back it off a little bit. But that is that's the beauty of marketing compared to organic traffic. Yep, you can control it, right? You know, exactly. How do you how do you gauge it? I, I know you've talked about the metrics. Everyone talks clicks, all this stuff. But how do you guys gauge it, and how should it be gauged now? And we're talking about e-commerce right here. 
I mean, like I, yeah, I've said a, a couple times in, in a few episodes that, you know, the MER, the marketing efficiency yeah, ratio. Yeah, yeah. And so I look Return at on ads fan. Yeah. what we spend each day versus, uh, you know, what we're bringing in and, and knowing that number that, okay, if we hit that, that, you know, what, you know, 3.0, you know, plus MERV, you know, then, then we're doing our, so what is that number that's profitable for you? And what can someone expect starting off with it? Is it common for them to start off with a, with a, in the positive there or kind of, yeah, like, I mean, usually it's going to be a much, time. much higher. You're going to have, you know, because you're not doing a whole lot of marketing and you're making yep. some money. And so if yeah, you, you have a, initial yeah, I mean, yeah. if you have a zero ad budget and, and you're making, you know, that's a, yeah, you know, hundred X. So, um, yeah, so you know, I think in the beginning it's definitely going to be much higher. I think that once you start putting you know m money behind it and you know using ad spend, then you're going to have to. It's going to come down, and and you know, I find that in in you know for us, it's it's right above a three, three point one, three point two is really you know doing well, and that's when I say making money, I'm talking you know all the bills are paid, everything is you know salaries, yeah. overhead from every last dollar is thought of and paid for and then on top of that now you know you're you're making money that can go back into the business cool anything else on top of that no no i think that that's critical if you don't know your numbers you can think actually i've seen several businesses that think they're killing it and they're forgetting to put several of those expenses in there and so they're scaling it and all of a sudden they get to 30 days or 60 days out and whatever money they had for a runway is actually not covering what they owe and so they're like uh oh and it just yeah. and they go away like it, it's, um, it's hard to recover uh going back to like the marketing sales strategy all those good things you're spending the money there does the content you're using for those ads to, to for reasonable expectations of people listening right you can't make a crappy you know what and then expect this great return uh talk let's can we talk a little bit about really we, we've talked already about brand standards and guidelines and what you're doing your messaging your product all that how important is that into to like launching ads that really relate yeah i mean you know it's it's amazing though how you'll see an ad that you're like yeah i don't know how this will do and it'll, it'll do great do great you're like i don't think you know this looks this doesn't look very well but you know it turns out to, to crush it and that's all where you know Feta, facebook and, and meta wants to you know put those ads and how much they want to put behind it um you know there's been ads that you know and you know, you ask the question, how much do we need to do? Yep. How much do I need to be cranking out content? And, you know, it's, it's crazy how well, you know, one ad will go for an extended, how yeah, how long it'll go. And I'm like, do we need to refresh it? And they're like, yeah, but it's getting the return that good. we're looking for. So it's, it's really, it's hard. How to, long to can it take to get that piece of content though? Like if someone is, should people be making five, 10, 15 pieces, launching it, testing it, and yeah, then I mean, dialing you, it back to three or four, like yeah, what's some of that strategy? Yeah, I mean, you definitely need yeah. to take, pieces and, and test them and have, you know, let them, let the algorithm figure out which ones work best and then, and, and then take off the one, you know, kill the ones that aren't working. You know, for us, mm -hmm. we chopped up some videos so that, you know, yeah, some of the stuff them. that, yeah, that you guys did with us, we took that video with another video that was doing really well and kind of blended both that content and it turned out to be a killer one, you know, so yeah. that, you know, messing around with how they're edited and, and chopped up and seeing which approach works best, you know, if you have the it's, cra it's, to, and it's crazy how some things as simple as colors in an ad can make the, all the difference. Yeah, like, so I, he's I mean, some people are going to watch this. Some yeah. people are going to listen to this. Could we add your ad for people to watch it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be a great example for somebody to see like the quality of what Josh puts out. It's and incredible. Then also, um, <laughs> the quality really of what Anton expects for yeah. their stuff to go out.
Are you game day ready? Anson Belt, the official belt of ECU Athletics. Yeah. Super cool. Um, email marketing. Yeah. I know you guys have some systems in place, and we're going to eventually talk about you know Shopify and all those integrations and stuff, and maybe not going down that too far. Yeah, we uh, could have multiple episodes yeah, about email marketing. Yeah, but email marketing strategies and best practices. Let's talk about this in a generic way, uh, and then we can certainly jump into it in a deeper way a little bit later. Um, so I'll just give a couple numbers. One, it should be a minimum of 25% of your sales. Uh, it should be that if it's less than that, we think that there's... Um, definitely room for improvement, but it can be as and high I'm, as. And, I'm, and I'm in that camp where yeah. like, there's a lot of room. We don't do enough email marketing. Um, so yeah. you're saying 25 percent of your sales on the web shop, on the website should be return customers from email marketing. Yes. And so people think, that are not doing email marketing on e-commerce are missing a ton of money. Yeah. So go back. <laughs> Come on, David. I know. But, but right go now. back to the concept. Just think through it a little bit. Um, your you're buying an ad to get a customer. So on average, you're probably spending, depending, you know, 20, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. 40 bucks, yeah. Um, yeah. Per customer per that you buy, now they're on your list, they've already received product from you. If you have a great product, they don't mind hearing from you. And now when you go out and make a sale on your email marketing, you have no cost of acquisition other than your CRM, which is dirt cheap compared to advertising so that's your most profitable sales and if you think about it you could literally run your entire business on break even and live off of the profitability of your back end if you're doing it well and that's the ones that really can scale quickly so when they say okay on the front end i'm willing to go break even and get as many customers as possible and then bring them back over and over and over through a low cost of acquisition, which is just basically your CRM cost. I find it interesting that you don't think you're doing a good enough job. As a customer of yours, I'm just <laughs> saying, know. like as a customer of yours, I get all the touches, man. I get all the marketing stuff. Yeah. I'm even like hesitant to like go, go view it sometimes because I'm like, I'm not ready to buy. I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep the feed clean, you know? And, I, and, and like in the back of my mind, like straight up, I'm like, I don't want it to spend money on me right yeah, now. You yeah. I mean, like, it's I like, I don't that. know if this sounds crazy, but yeah, it's like, I don't yeah. want it to waste money on yeah. me right now. Cause I'll yeah. like call David or whatever. Yeah. So like, like I won't touch your site for a hot minute for stuff like That's that. Cause funny. I'm like, just Same. don't want to, I don't want to mess him Same. up, dude. Yeah, I never clicked, but you know what I, I learned? I, I missed like ads twice in eight yeah. years because I know, like, I, yeah. I, I know I, I love the product, but as soon as I yeah. click it, I'm like, oh, but I heard I missed out on, I missed out on the belt. that was limited supply. Cause I haven't been clicking enough. Yeah. No, always open the emails. So do me a favor, open the emails. Cause that helps. Okay. Yeah, Everything. and respond. <clears throat> yeah, respond. Oh, if you respond. Oh, great email. Yeah, just do that. Yeah, <laughs> that'll help the uh, the, the deliverability. Yeah, um, but no, I say we don't. We're not doing enough, and that's that's part my bias of just being it's jaded everyone. by email. You know, and yeah. I need to kind of get over that and realize that you know it's it's a business, but I also don't want to bother our customers with you know yeah. a lot of these brands. They'll do once a week, and I'm like, what's funny is I've, you need I've, to segment, and yeah, so you know yeah. if you segment enough and you're sending the right email to the right customer at the right time. Yep. Yeah. then that's okay. And, and I'm just asking you this as a like a little bit of a devil's advocate. David and I have literally wrestled with this for eight years. Yes. Um, you have a different relationship with your customer than other brands have with you. Like you are definitely a unicorn in the world of e-commerce as far as like think about it 10 years in 12 years in 13 years in you and your dad are still answering these emails <laughs> yeah. at the point where you're doing millions of dollars a year 
most people don't do that. Yeah. So you do have a relationship and your unsubscribe rate is ridiculously low mm -hmm. because they like hearing from you. Yeah. 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 So that's true. And you know, I, you have to bring value. So, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're sending an email, I like to bring value, whether it's yeah. a, you know, a flash sale or a limited edition release or, you know, something that's giving the, it's worth the or value. Hey, we have a new strap. This would go really well with these colors. Yep. Yeah. People aren't like offended that. by that. No. And it doesn't even have to be a sale. Some of the very best emails that we have are ones that are, have no call to action, no link to go by. It's just a, it's a relationship builder and it's crazy how many people will get that and they feel good and they'll go on and, the site. And, and I'm it. not going to, I'm not going to give away what it is, but, or, or what's in the, what's in it, but <clears throat> our welcome email. And so if yeah. anyone has ever purchased from us and you'll have to, you'll have to buy to see it, but yeah. the welcome email is incredible. And I get more, I get more, you know, replies back from that than, than anything of just customers that are like, wow, this made my day. So, yeah. Cool. It's awesome. Uh, do you use automations for these email stuff? Uh, so someone out there, are you, can you, can you talk a little bit about some of the ones that you would recommend? Yep. And, and cause it's a, it's a process of work. It's a strategy to put these to where they automate sometimes. Same as Shopify. There's, there's a brand, um, called Clavio that yep. has just seamlessly integrated and they just continue to not rest on over oh, the yeah. big they big ate mailchimp's lunch and they just keep getting better <laughs> you, and better and better there's a competitor that's come in the space that's really making a lot of noise in in send lane which huh. you know I, if they're listening yeah he'll he probably won't but the, the owner and ceo is really really involved into the customer service i mean they're trying to to dethrone you know clavio clavio um yeah. you know for, but that's gonna be super tough and, yeah. and that's who we use that's who we're, you know, we're super ingrained with. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you have those automations, you have those flows. And when I say flows, you know, that's kind of a, a customer journey cycle of, you know, they purchase and then they get the welcome email and then they get the, you know, the follow up and whether it's the shipping confirmation and, and kind of those automatic emails that, that go out to them. And then a week later, you know, maybe you're asking, you know, how, how their order is and, and what they think about it and, and that kind of thing. But having those flows and, and right now it's, you know, it's really up for debate of because uh, you know another kind of tool that's come into email marketing and it kind of goes hand in hand is sms you mm -hmm. know marketing so and yeah. what when i say sms the text messages so yeah. you know marketing by text and that's become huge and, and was a ton of money that we were leaving on the table for you know but it was still we we were fairly early i mean you know a couple of years ago we started but that was yeah. There weren't too many doing it, but it um but now a lot are and, and it's it's an incredible driver of, of revenue for us. Yeah, I can just tell you the only reason you wouldn't do SMS marketing is if you didn't like money. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, it's true. So Yeah, it um, is. It is the number one revenue generator on an e commerce site. And we know too that an SMS um contact is worth about five times more than an email. Yep. Because they so, open it. I mean, yeah. and, and if they don't want it, it's super easy to say stop yep. And, yep. and you're off. Yep. And so for us, we have something called the Anson Text Club. And so this is kind of an exclusive text club where you sign up for that and we'll let them know of flash sales or new releases ahead of anyone else. So you'll have that opportunity first. So if we have a limited edition drop where there's only, you know, 200 straps. And there's a couple coming first. up. So go get on the list. Yep, absolutely. So wicked belts. Yes. Coming up, yep. So. so, you know, when new releases come out, the, the uh, text club gets notified first uh, awesome. and they get a better deal. So we have a flash sale. We'll do 30% off for the text club and 20% off for the email. So it's it's kind of an incentive to to let us into your pocket and you know let us. What's, have that what's really great about like these conversations is there's really not one thing that you're doing. Uh, there's not just one thing that you can do well and be successful. 
you have to be doing well at a lot of these different things. So everyone We're just always doing all of them. Doing all of yeah. them. Because everyone is, a, you don't even have to be great at it, but you have to be consistent. So if you have a consistent SMS that goes out that they're, yep. they're willing to see, you have consistent emails that go out, you have consistent follow-up. Yep. And again, if every email that you send is a sale, then why would they open they're it? Stop if, they're, yeah. if they're not ready they to buy know. right now, they're not gonna open your email. But when you send, um, like David can certainly um, partner with other brands like the Tafts and yeah, yeah. stuff like that, or even just recommend them in his email, even if he's not a partner, say, hey, this goes really well with a couple of other brands that I really enjoy, da, 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 da. And those emails are eventually are gonna get to those owners and they're gonna, like that's gonna create relationships that matter down the road. And it's not a sales thing, it's a, hey, here, you have our product or we wouldn't be emailing you and now here's a good way to use it or something that you could pair it with. Cool. Uh, one of the other things is uh, influencer marketing. A, a huge thing nowadays, like we could talk about the profitability of that today versus years ago. Uh, but is this something that people should be thinking about? Uh, not just influencer marketing, but I think even more than that, kind of like where you were in the Jersey or like collaborations, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. uh, collaborations as, as for earlier brands or if you're a more established brand and even, you know, partnerships. brand collaborations. And that's what's something we've done a lot with. Uh, you know, I have a lot of friends within the industry that own brands that, we've partnered with and, and that's a great way to you know kind of share your audience to build relationships innocent. right like oh, don't, don't don't like build yeah. this thing and then go hide in a closet like, no i mean network with other with other store owners join groups join facebook groups things awesome. like that the shopify facebook group is is great i'm, I'm in there a lot and, and they really have a lot of people that ask questions about something that you know you may have the same problem or you may be looking for the same solution so Definitely network and, and especially as you, um, you know, have a brand, you know, reach out to, to other brand owners and that they complement your brand, you know, yeah. so other yeah. other people within our, our space or the lifestyle space or, um, you know, different kind of, you know, apparel, maybe they sell, you know, shirts and, and you know, obviously, you know, not belts. And, and that's a that's a whole nother story of like we've collaborated with, um, you know, companies on giveaways or something. And they'll be like 10, which I, I I'm not a fan of those. And this is one of the reasons because. There was like you know, probably seven or so brands that we collaborated with, um, and one of them uh, was going to do the photos for the shoot. They're like, okay, well, send us your stuff, we'll do the photos, and so we sent them a belt and like the box and everything and, and all this stuff, and uh, and they they must have loved it because like you know, six months, eight months later, they're selling like ratchet style holdest no belts. No way. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. So, so be like, careful who you partner with. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, they basically saw it and were like, you know, oh, this okay, is this idea. is I cool. Do this. Yeah. They were, they were a, a golf brand and, um, you know, not one of our competitors. And I, I think they've kind of, they tried it. And, and if with this style of belt, like if you're not going all in and if you're not like, that's not all that you do, you're not going to be very successful with it because people aren't coming to you for that. They're, you know, coming to you for whatever else you're selling. They're like, oh, they sell this that's kind of novel I, I like the idea but i don't know you know so they'll move on so i don't even think i don't even know if they're selling them um yeah and know. i honestly just think that's a bad energy yeah I mean, oh absolutely people that do business like that like well i think they ended up selling and then i i mentioned something uh, with the new you know i don't oh, know i made right. a comment somewhere and they're like yeah sorry man the the old owners definitely did seem to have done that a lot. They're like, you know, they're <laughs> this like, this was a common yeah, this, theme. Yeah. This was like, yeah, wow. the, new, the new people were like, we, they sold it and we don't have anything to do with them. And sorry that they did that. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. 
uh, you know, the influencer partnerships, uh, UGC yeah, yeah. stuff. I know it's not a sale on the, on the thing, but there's a lot of value in UGC content nowadays, um, especially why it's still popular. It'll be, it'll be interesting how long that burns. Yep. As long I'm, as I'm really interested to see how long it takes the consumer to say, you know what? I've seen this you know, person. Yeah. You know, and, and we're guilty <laughs> or, yeah. of it as well, you know, of using that kind of um, content that, but it's, you know, it, it definitely does sell, um, you know, it sells the product. People want to, they want to hear about it from their friend, and that's and kind UGC of you see know, is user generated yep, content. Yep, they're worried exactly. about like so, the, the letters. But you know, you touched on influencer marketing. That's you know one of the things that that really took our business to to the next level. And I think um, you know nowadays it's really tough to find um, reasonable know, reasonable uh, reasonable price. Yeah. But like you know, you know influencers, you know, um, knowing your not to talk for you, but knowing your story a little bit on this because uh, we've talked about it before in the past is you were really thinking forward on some of this stuff and you would spend a lot of time from tell me if I'm misspeaking, but you would be scouting. You'd be looking for people that would relate with your brand in the lower tier of followers, right? Yeah. But, but yep. you saw and you, see, you saw the talent at early, like, yes. man, this guy's going to be something. You, so, so you many. invested early in that. Yeah. That paid off big in the end. So even like on yeah. the same scope and scope and scale today, like where everybody wants to be an influencer, right? There's probably a lot of micro influencers oh, out there that uh, brands could reach yeah. out to and like yeah. build that relationship early. And, and don't expect to like, and I would say that's so much more valuable today than saying, Hey, I'm going to save a 15 K and get a video from this yeah. big guy, especially if I'm a new you know, brand find a guy that and has the like, rest of what you have is not set. Like yeah. you can't, you couldn't make the orders if they came in anyways exactly. uh, and take that 15 K and go find a bunch of micro yep. influencers and like work it that way. Find the guy that yeah. has like 5,000 yep. and, and that can grow. And I've seen a lot of these guys that start out, you know, they may have, and that's a lot. Like you have 5,000 followers on Instagram, like you're doing something and you know, but at, at the same time, it doesn't warrant, you know, a thousand dollars for yeah. a post like this, right. you know, and so unfortunately some people, you know, they think that it does, but if you can work with one that, that is, you know, can, can give Someone's you either, ex hungry. especially exchange for product while you're, yep. or, you know, while that's you're small, say. there's a lot of them for products. Absolutely. Product. And that's, we, yeah. we, 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 we did that for many, 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 many years. And so and Matt was yeah. talking about another good source of that. I said, spend the 15 K maybe you, maybe you do affiliate links and, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they, if they really believe that they're driving that much traffic, I always just say, then why don't we give you an affiliate link and then rather than us give you that money on nothing you know on, on a hope we'll give you an affiliate link and every post you make if it's going to drive a lot of traffic then you're going to make a bunch of money that's like a jordan nike deal man yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like if you're if you yeah, know how it worked good you out are, for him so yeah, yeah. i mean four yeah. billion last year yeah if you're that good of an influencer right it's double down on it or are you selling snake oil yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Um, SEO for e-commerce. Like, uh, gosh, this is such, I feel like this is such a loaded word nowadays, right? When SEO, SEO, like everyone out there says SEO and all those good things, but uh, not to go down crazy weeds and stuff. How important is that? What are some things that we can give in small ways to people out there that want to know if they're optimized? Um, I'll, I'll start because I have a damaging admission. I always thought it wasn't important because I was so um, bullish on marketing with ads and being able to scale quickly and do that. But um, we've had a couple of brands that we've worked with um, recently that have really said, no, we're gonna add this as one of our strategies. And it's really difficult with e-commerce because you have so many different products, things are changing, doing all that. It was a lot of labor. Now we can use um, AI and chat GPT and that and do it really quickly. And it's made it very efficient um, to the point that uh, we're using it on every partner brand that we have and uh, we're seeing the results from it. So I definitely have to say that I used to say 
it's great. It's a long-term strategy. You should do it. But there's no there's excuse a now. A lot of things to do in e-commerce. Um, it wouldn't be the first thing that I would do, but I would definitely put it on the list of like things that you you need to do. You know what's crazy? I <clears throat> we've always been you know told we have great SEO um, with our site, but it was something that I never really paid a whole lot of attention to. But you know, I think that once you went back through it, you know, we were hitting those keywords. And in the descriptions or in the, you know, whatever it may be, we didn't necessarily have all the tags yep. and stuff that are really, you know, important nowadays and the meta tags and those kind of things. And, and that stuff that, you know, the, the Matt's working on us with to, to, to dial those in, but we always had really good descriptions that really were, you know, pertain to our product. And, and so when someone was searching for a holist ratchet belt, I mean, you know, I mean, we own ratchetbelt.com and that's something that that was the original ratchet belt site in the u.s was ratchetbelt.com the guy was way ahead of his time and uh and, and really just never got to see the internet Dang. become what it did um and I, I think i think he was a korean war vet maybe that um you know had discovered it in, in korea and so anyway long story short we we bought that but um and not necessarily that that drives us a ton of traffic but it's um you know it's important to have those keywords pertinent to your business all throughout your site so that when they're crawling the web you are the expert in that particular how important is keeping the verbiage uh, consistent through the through the throughout the website on product as far um, as like how the descriptions and things well, so go. you know you, yeah you they need to, they need to be different yeah actually uh, and that's something because people yeah. love to copy and paste you would think that it would, just it would all be the same yeah, you, you yeah. if you do that it's just considered duplicate content and so what we've done part of the strategy is like yeah you have 40 buckles or 100 straps or whatever just as an example mm -hmm. um you don't want the same product description in nope. all 40 buckles because if it is that's just considered Google's one description not look at it yeah well they consider it one yeah so you yeah. think mm -hmm. that you're gonna oh we have it all over yeah but no you just have it one time and i think another thing that really helped us um with our seo was uh you know the the other influencers that we were working with that linked to us so we yeah. were working with different blogs yeah, and, backlinks. and things backlinks like that so different you know yeah. backlinks yeah. So. matter uh that's one of the reasons when we talk to people about you know social media stuff as well like even if you don't use social media create all the handles at least they're backlinks to your page and stuff at least mm -hmm. like if yeah. you're searching Backlink, they're, they're, backlinks they're heavy. are one of the pillars of seo for sure heavy, one of heavy, the three heavy. pillars cool uh, 